Welcome to the She is a Nourish Mom podcast, where we talk about all things self-care, motherhood, and faith for the Christian mom who wants to transition from worn out to winning as the mom and woman God called her to be. I'm your host, Dr. Latoya Wiggins, but please just call me Latoya. I just want to be your mommy friend and sister in Christ as I teach you how to no longer feel depleted, but how to develop healthy habits to be nourished, renewed, and rejuvenated with biblical principles that bring peace instead of self-pity. Now let's get nourished together. Hey, 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 ladies. So today I have the lovely Mrs. Chastity Bowers. Hey, 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 girl. Hey, thanks for having me, love. I'm super excited to be joining you on this morning. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. So go ahead and introduce yourself to our mama, Chastity. Yes, again, my name is Chastity Bowers, and I am a wife, I'm a mom, but I'm also a mental health counselor. My main specialty is to help women to to teach them the tools to learn how to boss up their faith. And so along with having these different types of caps, I also am the founder of a faith-based community call up your faith. <laughs> and in this community, I am able to bring awareness to women and show them how their level of faith can influence their overall mental health. So I love that in this community, I am able to demonstrate and show how faith and prayer both go hand in hand with these women. Yes, I love that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But first, Chastity, since she is a Nurse Mom podcast. It's all about self-care, motherhood, and faith. I want to start out with asking you, you know, what does self-care mean to you? Why is it important to you? Well, self-care, it's most definitely have became like a word that pretty much is accepted into our culture now, mm-hmm. especially those with, with Black women, because majority of us at times at least from my personal experience and also in my educational field experience, that when it comes to us really taking out the time to put our needs first, because that's a part of self-care, self first, self caring mm-hmm. for self. There's a lot of guilt that can come along with that. You know, feeling guilty of wanting to do what I want to do versus what my kids want to do. My mm-hmm. husband wants to do, or even if you're single, other family members, mama, auntie now. And so it's, it's, we're so goal oriented and, and being quote unquote successful mm-hmm. that we don't take out the time to really put the self-care element in part of being success. Success is also living, being a, having a healthy life. So I always, when I, when I go over self-care with my clients, I also kind of put some education with that Mm -hmm. because most times when I ask them, because it's a part of our assessment, Mm -hmm. um, most intake assessments when you're doing counseling, we do ask the client, like, what are your self-care needs? What do you do currently for self-care? And most times women are like, I don't like bubble baths. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I don't care to get my nails on my lashes done. And I'm, and I'm like that. Well, that's interesting because you define self-care because what culture see most time people in their candles, but that's necessarily does not mean self-care. And I have to share them that self-care is, can be whatever you need. 
for yourself. And self-care can be something physical. It can be something emotional, spiritual, personal, dealing with your space, dealing with your finances, dealing with your work. So I know personally for me, when I'm looking at the different categories that I just named for self-care, sometimes what I need in, in some weeks, and I can go off recently, I learned that although I don't really associate myself as being a time management person, because I I just, that's not part of my culture. And I'm not just not saying it's a color people thing. I'm not saying that, but I'm seriously saying like no shade to my mom, but we would lace everything growing up. I would like going to the kitchen and school bus, like going to family functions. And I just interpret that as as long as we dare, this was important. But as I evolved and, and grown, especially being a wife, as a mom, and I'm like putting myself in these leadership positions, you know, being an entrepreneur and all these things, I'm like, girl, time management is important. And it's mm-hmm. not just important as a general concept, but I found it out that it's important to me because I get stressed out yep. if I don't get things done in a timely manner. And I feel things piling up. It can be like open up the mail. I can say, oh my God, it's Monday. I'm picking, I'm getting some few pieces of mail out in the mailbox. I'm like, okay, I'll open up that later. But on Wednesday, when I'm seeing a mail pile up, <laughs> I, I notice and I'm getting like my anxiety and stress levels are increasing because I, I get like stressed. Now when I look at it, my breath is like, <gasps> so I'm learning that time management is an important self-care piece for me, not only in my work environment, but also in my personal environment because when I let my when I'm not getting my notes done my clinical notes done and I'm like and I feel myself getting amped up and I'm not able to like focus on what else I need to do so right now my need is time management myself yes I'm glad that you mentioned that so I talk a lot about nourishing yourself mentally physically emotionally spiritually mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I talk to my moms about is that time management piece mm-hmm. you know I include that like this is you have to learn time management and time management can be overwhelming depending on how you go about it so you yeah. always have to find out what works for you right exactly <laughs> you know? but you have to have some form of system especially mm-hmm. if you're somebody like me you just mentioned it, that anxiety piece yes. it's like at one one moment it's fine Mm-hmm. And then the next minute is like, oh my gosh, what happened? Mm-hmm. That's one thing, you know, I'm really working on. Actually, my goal for this weekend that I've been talking about with my therapist, you know, and this is stuff that I, I already know, but I have mm-hmm. to do better, like just being consistent with it. Like I have to get better with my time management because mm-hmm. especially by me working at home, there's no automatic structure. You know, mm-hmm. like when I was working nine to five, that structure yeah. was already there for me. Yeah. Now it's like I'm at home mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. all these other things on my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, you can walk, be doing. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, like you walk past the laundry, like you, you see that laundry. I'm so tired mm-hmm. of looking at it. Let me start folding it up. Mm-hmm. It's like, you said these were your work hours. Why are yep. you doing laundry? Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> Why are you going to the mailbox just because you knew it piled up? You said this was your mm-hmm. time for work, you know, and it just ends up being a hot mess. You feel like a hot mess, and that's when that anxiety peaks. So, girl, you are talking to me right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, time management is one of my things I'm working on for my mm-hmm. self care. And, like good. you said, like when you don't have to have a perfect routine, but you have to have a routine. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And you said a key word there too. You was like, what works for me? Yeah. So what I'm finding out for me is that I need to load my schedule. Yeah. I need, I mean, I need to lessen my schedule. Lessen, the yeah. opposite. So <laughs> I'm finding out that four to five o'clock realm, I need to like catch up on whatever notes or whatever paperwork, whatever documentations I need to work on for my clients. That'd be a good time for me to do what I need to do. And it still give me enough time to cook or help mm-hmm. my kids, whatever they need to attend to my husband, you know, get him 
some time as well, <laughs> some attention. Yeah. So I'm finding out that it works for me. But for my for my colleague, it may be the morning time, the top of the mm-hmm. morning. She may need to space out an hour where she catch up on everything from maybe the day before. She like, mm-hmm. I'm going to catch up on the, the, the day before what I need to catch up on this morning. And then the next morning, I could catch up on what I didn't catch up on. So it's all what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trial and error. I always say right. that to you. Know, you may oh, yeah. make this plan. I'm going to do this next week and then next week comes and it's like yeah this didn't work you know right. and not it didn't work but you know you did attempt mm-hmm. <laughs> you did try and it didn't work okay so it's just a reassessment well let me try this instead mm-hmm. you mentioned like four to five is your time a good time for you to like document and stuff like mm-hmm. that sometimes you do have to figure that out you know with anything whether it's work or even personal stuff some people are actual night owls like they they do function better Better. at night Mm -hmm. and then you have other people Mm -hmm. if you try to stay up late doing work you're just gonna be falling asleep you're productive 6 a.m in the morning Mm -hmm. or it could be lunchtime and that could be for anything ladies we're talking about work that could even be your prayer time i was listening to tatum on the blessing boss up and she was saying how more recently uh, her prayer time or her time with god her time Mm -hmm. with god used to be early morning more recently mm-hmm. it's been better for her like around the afternoon time so mm. it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be like the next mom the next woman right. the next in general mm-hmm. see what works for you mm-hmm. and just go at it <laughs> like yeah. okay, trial and error mm-hmm. and you may have to sit with god to figure out what that will look like for you so exactly. i'm glad that you mentioned that time management piece so important but yeah and you may just have to continue to adjust it as well yeah like i know before i got married and i was still a mom but mm-hmm. I wasn't a mom of a toddler. I call my oldest son, like, you know, my accessory child. Because <laughs> he went everywhere with me. Like, he, like we grew up together because I had been 18 years old. So mm-hmm. we kind of like grew up together. So I just had more time to myself because he learned to be independent. Like I learned to be independent. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was able to like get my prayer early in the morning. And my space was my bathroom because I was still living with my mom. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer room at the time was like in my bathroom by the sink. I had a, a carpet area. So I would like put like some pillows and a little mat right there for me to get on my knees and pray. But when I got married, had my child, it did turn to evenings for me. Mm-hmm. And then now that my 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 toddler, she's able to soothe herself and go to sleep. Now I'm finding mornings mm-hmm. work best for me now. So it's just like you said, it's just about the trial and error and finding out what do you need for you and not trying to do what everybody else is doing around you. Yeah. You know, comparing yourself, that spirit of comparison. So I just had to adjust it. And who knows, I may go back to evenings. It just mm-hmm. all depends, but it's about you being aware. You have to have self-aware. And I always tell my clients that if we go back to me finding out, me becoming aware about the time management piece. At first, I used to get defensive when people talked about my time management. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about on jobs, old jobs. I'm talking about old supervisors. I'm like, you got no right. So I was like, I feel like I was entitled to come in when I want to come. Okay? <laughs> and we could talk about families, making jokes or whatever. So I just didn't really pay no attention. But it wasn't until I became self-aware that the stress and the migraines that yeah. I'm getting, and I just like, okay, Chester, what is going on? And I was like, I wasn't feeling stressed out last week. And I'm like, but I was able to like really get my documentation done. I wasn't lagging. This week we kind of lagging and that's probably what's stressing you out. So we got to adjust our schedule. But if I didn't come aware what's going on mm-hmm. with me, I would never been able to address the issue and make those changes, changing changes and adjustments. So we mm-hmm. have to be self-aware. 
and emotionally educated on what's going on with us. Mm, Self-awareness and emotionally educated. I love that. And that's so true, especially as moms (laughs) in general. You know, we're going to go through different seasons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't always know what a season is going to look like because a season could be a week. It could be a month, Mm -hmm. quarter, year, whatever. You know, so a lot of times we may find that a certain routine works for us and it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then something starts to happen and it's like, uh uh-oh, what is going on here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it not working anymore? And you have to do that self-assessment. Like, oh, because, you know, it could be changes with your children's, um, you know, their age, their behaviors Mm -hmm. or whatever. It could be something with your own life, you know, Mm -hmm. switching the job. Yeah. Different skills, whatever, you know. So we have to adjust to Mm -hmm. those different seasons. So Chastity, we were talking about time management being a challenge for us, what are some other challenges you have faced with prioritizing your self-care and mm-hmm. prioritizing your goals, whether they were your professional goals, your mm-hmm. personal goals, any challenges with self-care as a mom, as a busy wife? Another thing was, um, well, that was work and time management. But when it came to social and family, I did notice that I needed to adjust my schedule so I could have those more hours and time, personal time spent spent with my kids and my husband. And I realized that I'm like, and it happened when my husband and I, we got into one of my husband wife's disagreements and arguments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he brought it to the fact, like, I'm always cooking, da, 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 da. I didn't even have a comeback because <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm like, girl, you have my cook in a little minute. But I, so, I'm um, like, dang, he right. Right. <laughs> you all right. Mm. <laughs> you're right, you're right. So I'm like, okay, so what, again, I'm like, okay, now I'm aware of something, how I'm going to address it to mm-hmm. try to resolve it. So I'm like, okay, we have to work on this schedule. You're not single anymore. You ain't out here hustling and grinding. And, yeah. You know, you can't see everybody <laughs> and fix everybody, Chess. You know, so you're going to have to cut some time off. You know, God has given you the ability capability to adjust your own schedule here you have control of your schedule something you always wanted okay right. you always talk about you ain't want to work these long hours and now that you got control of your schedule you work long hours mm-hmm. so i'm like okay you, i'm saying the holy spirit this time I'm like okay you're right so i'm like wednesdays i adjusted my schedule for wednesday being my light days where i don't see that many clients so i have enough time to go to the grocery store i usually like fill up the fridge on wednesdays because it's middle of the week a lot of people not at the grocery store so i like that's yeah. good i cook a home cooked meal on wednesdays and i like sit down just really talk to my son and i get on the floor and i actually play with my daughter like chasing yeah. her around like whatever i'm making sure i'm being intentional with my family family on Wednesdays. I'm going up and my husband allowed me into his man cave and we'll watch the news <laughs> together or sports. Even though I don't really care, but act uh, like I'm interested. Right. <laughs> Just so we can spend some time together. So besides like weekends could be so busy because my son has games and we need to go d- get different stuff for the house and all these different types of things. And I'm like catching up with family on the weekends and on the phone with them, you know. So I try to make it a habit like at least one day a week I'm like really being intentional with my time and I'm not just waiting on Sundays or Saturdays to spend time try to spend time with my family or try to cook like mm-hmm. we need to do something at least one time during a weekday Chastity. Yeah. at least one time <laughs> so I had and that actually makes me feel good like I actually noticed that my affect 
was like good when I was in the kitchen on Wednesday. Like when I talked to my last client that day on Wednesday, because of my light day, I felt like I was happy. I'm like, girl, I feel good getting off of time work like this. Like I was no, I was like trying to be mindful. I always tell my clients to be mindful of different experiencing how you feel and I I feel good getting off the phone with my client at Mm -hmm. um, four o'clock I'm done at four with them I I see my last client at three so I'm like done by three four five four o'clock I feel good I I accomplished going to the grocery store that morning after I dropped my baby off so I'm feeling accomplished so I'm feeling task oriented and I've noticed that being able to slash those tasks off my notebook feels good to me yeah it makes me feel accomplished like I'm I'm setting goals and I'm reaching them and it not like a, a big goal of repainting the kitchen or something, but it's just like little small goals. Like you said, right. you want to go to the grocery store and you did it and you got everything you needed. You had your baby at daycare on time. You know, she got to <laughs> play with her friends a little bit before, you know, lesson started. And I feel good about that. Like I got off the phone with my client and I didn't try to overdo it. Like I said, I set boundaries. You know, I'm setting boundaries and I feel good when I replay my day in my head. I feel good. And that's self-care. That's, yeah. that's self-care to me and preparing a meal and, and it's giving it to my family because mom actually intentionally like I ain't trying to. My husband says sometimes you're trying to slap stuff together. Like we don't want to slap together meals. <laughs> so to give them a real meal that I'm not slapping together. I found like comfort in that because I feel like I'm nurturing my family. Yeah. And one of the categories of self-care is what does it do for you? Does it make you feel nurtured? Does it make mm-hmm. you feel esteemed or empowered? And I feel like I'm I'm like nurturing my family and that makes yeah. me feel good. So it's very educational because again, I was one of those before I educated myself on self-care and I did this to help my clients more so, but I was getting educated that self-care is more than just getting my hair done, my nails done. Yeah. Like those are part of it, those are the what we call the physical self-care. Mm-hmm. But those internal self-cares, I love it. And it yeah. can be the little things. So Chastity, you made some very good points. Um, it reminded me it reminded me of that self-awareness piece again. You know, mm-hmm. you're figuring out what works for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> your life, your family, your career. And just like you said, get you you've noticed the changes. Just like mm-hmm. me being strict with my schedule, getting off a client, you know, getting off a call with the client at three, being mm-hmm. done by work at four, mm-hmm. you already feeling more joy. Yep. And that's what I like. Well, you know, I love to remind myself of. I love to remind other moms to do. Mm-hmm. We have to find what peace and joy looks like for our lives. And the self-care is not selfish for us because we're being mindful mm-hmm. of how it affects other people. You know, and that's the biggest thing right there. It's not even just about us. How is it going to affect our loved ones also? You're, so right. you're having that quality time with your children. You're having quality time with your husband. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially in marriage, there's going to be some compromise, but it's compromise, not just a sacrifice. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't feel like cooking and I shouldn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay, I do want to. This is the life I wanted. Right. So happen. Don't forget <laughs> your why. <laughs> right. Make some adjustments. Sometimes mm-hmm. we are over out here trying to do things, you know, trying to do what I call the most. And we might have to dial it back some, but yeah. it's what okay. works for you. Right. Yeah. And I love how you even said, like, look, if we even just have at least one time during the week and then, you know, have the weekend together, great. Yeah. yeah. Some moms like, oh, you need to spend time, good quality time every single day. And it's like, well, I'm not at that point right now. Even in my life, I know I'm like, look, sometimes when I'm trying to force quality time for my children, 
there are times when they don't want to be bothered. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of want to stay on this iPad playing with my friends right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of see what works for you and your family. And yeah. my therapist was telling me, because I was telling her, like, I would have some mom guilt about the amount of time I was spending mm-hmm. with my children. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about children with behavioral problems. I think she said it's been research where, and I could be saying this wrong, but I think it was saying like it was efficient just to spend, I want to say five minutes. I might be wrong about that, but mm-hmm. I know for a fact it was no more than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just quality time with your child a day made a difference. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. And it's stuff like that is like, I can do 10 minutes if anything. Yeah. Like, and a lot of times your children, I mean, depending on the child, some of your mm-hmm. children want to play with you forever. And it's like, okay, yeah, this activity here. Right. It's exhausting me. But I used to find like my oldest son, he's 13 and he's definitely at the stage. He's good with his friends. Mm-hmm. I do not know how to play those video games that he plays, but we used to play the Wii when he was younger. And a lot of times I wouldn't want to play, but you know, it's like, okay, I need to spend quality time with him. And usually by the time I play for a few minutes and probably not playing the way he wants me to play because I don't know how to play. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got it. And I said, you know, he just took over. And it's like, all right, I'm over here. It's <laughs> like, he's been going on by his business, you know. Right, so right. Sometimes it's like, all they really need is a few minutes and mm-hmm. you can go on about your business. They don't even want to be bothered with you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's okay. That exactly. is okay. I would have to say, like, I just flat out asked my son one time, we was in a car. I was like, how could I be a better mom to you? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. That feels like, like I'm trying to open up for you and you're not getting yeah. But yeah, I've done so, that too. Yeah, he's a teen. He's 15 now. And he's like, who knows? I was like, okay. I was like, well, if you could like change something like about our relationship now where I can like be better at mm-hmm. And like helping you, supporting you, being there for you, whatever. And when I kind of broke it down to him that way, he was like, I would like for you to be in more of my games. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Cause he played basketball mm-hmm. and sometimes they have, he like an AU and all that. So I'm like, <laughs> I ain't gonna go to all them games. <laughs> like, child, honey. But he's like, I like for you to at least be like a, you more the AU game because I show up at the high school game because they're right up the street, right? But uh, <laughs> AU game be all over Georgia, yeah. and so that's just you know, a game could be like an hour and a half from mm-hmm. the house. So he and so I was explaining that to him, like, you know, I have Chloe and I have to like attend to her because she does not do good at your games, uh-huh. you know, I know you be noticing her sometimes. So I was like, like, what could be a good medium there? Like we're talking about, I'm not creating all this on my own because I want him to be a part of the solution here. And so he was like, what about the games that are not so far away? Maybe you can like try to make those games, but the games that's far away, I understand. He was like, I'm not expecting to show to all the games because he's like, Chloe can be a handful. And I know you be trying to get her to bed on time. Like he's saying this now. Mm -hmm. So he like just making a few more than what you usually do. I was like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And then I also found out that, because, you know, I'm feeling like, oh, he wanted to be in more of his game. That's sweet. I didn't need to show up more for my son. But then I'm finding out, he like, make sure you record, Ma, because I like when you record. You know? oh. <laughs> I was like, you just want me to come to these games just to record you. That's really, you just... <laughs> But he's a videographer. Is, yeah, just to be his videographer. That's really why he want me in his game. But... Uh, <laughs> But I still accepted that because that's part of his love language is act of service. Like my my son loves for you to do something. 
for him. Like that's how he feel it. More so quality time. So it's his mom not only just being at the game, but like recording him and like helping him with his highlights and all that. He feel my support and love through that. And I cannot be like... Me just being there, quality time, like that's not that's my love language. I uh-huh. love the smoochy kisses <laughs> and you know being all in his face, but his is like you recording my games and helping me with a video and like to him that's love. That is so true. I'm glad you brought that up because love languages mm-hmm. that's a really big thing to communicate not only with our spouses but with our children. Right, and it's so true because a lot of times we can feel like oh, but I'm doing. This, 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 but you're I'm not buying them everything they right, need. Right. You're not loving them the way they want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And same thing for us. We can feel um, empty or lacking mm-hmm. in a certain area. And our spouse might be thinking a certain thing. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, I've had that conversation with my husband before. It's like, because you feel like, oh, just doing this. And it's not that I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you just did this other thing that you probably think is not important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? You know, like, I know a lot of times it's jokes on the internet. It's like, look, my love language is you helping me with this house. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't want the flowers. And I, I remember one time I told my husband, like, I didn't care about the flowers. And he just stopped buying them, period. And it seemed like hurt by that. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want them at all. I'm just letting you know that why these acts of service here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I love. I love that you wash the dishes in the sink. Like, ooh. Exactly. I got a little hot over there. (laughs) (laughs) No, he did just wash it. Look at him at this sink. Ooh. Right. And it's so funny because I'll see some men doing the videos or pictures sometimes. They're like, my um oh my wife told me to send her some sexy pictures and uh, like they'll have pictures of them like with the vacuum cleaner and <laughs> some, some gloves and the spray bottle and the funny because the ladies in the in the comments will be like yeah that is so sexy <laughs> picking up the kids from school you just come yeah. straight home from work oh all right like oh you're taking a load off of me okay now I have more energy for tonight exactly right there right exactly. <laughs> Everybody win. Now, that's not self-care. Right. <laughs> that's self-care that works for everybody. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. When mom's good, everybody's good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, Chassie, when I met you, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I resonate with her story so much. You used to be a single mom. I used to be mm-hmm. a single mom. And although I probably had some health mental health problems back then they were just unaddressed but it's definitely worsened over the years around my family but mm-hmm. uh, I know with you you had some mental health challenges and what brought you out of that or have been helping you is your faith mm-hmm. very big thing ain't known as well as therapy and mm-hmm. I always say like therapy and Jesus even though when I say that I want to be clear it's Jesus period uh-huh. <laughs> but, right you know God leads us to how to care for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, God, you know, my faith in God has definitely helped me tremendously. And one of those areas in my healing process has been mm-hmm. therapy. And that's been your experience and your mm-hmm. mental health therapist. So that shows you all, ladies, that you can know all the things, but you right. still need your own help. We, we can't always heal ourselves. We do have right. to look to God. We have to look to other resources. So how mm-hmm. has self-care, mental health therapy, and faith, how has that impacted your ability to care for yourself and nourish all those different areas that are important to you? Oh my goodness. Whew. Wow. So yes, I was 
back before I, back in 2019, I was most definitely dealing with major depression. At that time, I was I had a government job, great benefits, all these great things, but I was just feeling stuck. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling like I was truly like living out my purpose and enjoying my career. I hated going to work every day. Mm -hmm. It was really a struggle for me. So I most definitely can show empathy towards those that are dealing with a lot of stress on a job. Like I'm not the one like your bills paid. Like you right. are, ain't no job, ain't no such thing as a good job. Like that's not true. I was looking at a TED talk one time in my undergrad year. My professor Esley actually recommended to us and the guy was going off based off research and statistics and he was saying that there's only 10 percent of the american population that actually work within a purpose-filling job mm. the rest of america are in they're working in areas that are not fulfilling for them they're just disgruntled and getting by he said only 10 percent of americans will ever be able to reach a full fulfillment in their career Mm -hmm. Only 10%. And the, he was saying those that are in that category, you see that they have better physical, emotional, and mental health outcomes. They live longer. And that brought me back to like, I understand that. I truly under, understand that concept because I'm trying to reach this American ladder, you know, go to college, get a job. If you can get a government job that protects you, benefits, you don't have to worry about losing your job and all these things. But it wasn't what I truly wanted for myself. I really was a, a person that one of my gifts, I truly believe from God since I was a little girl, I love helping others. I love helping other people. And although I was working the criminal justice system with the government, I knew that this just wasn't my area of helping people. I knew that it was more to it. You know, I and I do believe that I'm a spiritual person. So I just knew God had more works for me in the faith field to help people with mental health issues mm -hmm. in, in this field of faith. So in this area of faith. So I, I was just feeling like really down and out. It was hard for me to be a mom at that time to my son. It was hard for me to be a daughter, to do, you know, just be a friend, to be anything. Mm -hmm. I was just really getting into a dark place. And, I, and, and, and the crazy part about that is I was going to school to be a therapist mm -hmm. <laughs> and dealing with depression yeah. and wasn't really resonating as being depression. I was just like, I'm really just having a hard time right now because black women, we don't get depressed. Okay. Hmm. So <laughs> I'm like, this, this is another culture type thing. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, sweetheart, you was in with depression. Mm -hmm. I most certainly met all the criteria because I went to the doctor. I'm just trying to make sure nothing going on inside of me. I'm like, yeah. Pigeon diabetes, like my sugar low, like what's going on? I just feel so down and out and low. But my doctor was like, I seriously think you need to maybe seek a therapist because you meet the criteria of major depression. And I was like, whoa. And so I finally got enough faith of a mustard seed to go seek therapy and to realize that I do need help. You know, I had the prayer line, the boss up your faith prayer line was going on back then. Mm -hmm. So I knew they was gonna take more to just praying this feeling this heavy sadness that I was feeling a way that I was seriously going to have to get educated on what's going on with me, emotionally educated, become more self-aware, more mindful, and learn some really great tools and techniques that's going to help me gain what I need to endure life struggles. And so, you know, one of, G you know, Jesus' name is our counselor, you know, and, you know, so I do believe that although we can seek 
wisdom and counsel in him, he's going to give us enough wisdom to be mm -hmm. attached to the resources, the people that's going to help us further along the way. So my faith plays a big part because I was listening to two young ladies on a, a podcast and I thought they said something really interesting because at first when I heard it I took offense to it like my flesh took a flip offense to <laughs> I've it. I've done that before like what? <laughs> yeah that's how I was at first. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Okay. Until the Holy Spirit tapped in and I was like, okay, I'm seeing the bigger picture here. So one of the young ladies, they was talking about their deliverance. They went through like this whole season of being delivered from a lot of stuff spiritually. And um, one of the young ladies was like, and I was going to therapy at this time. And I just feel like therapy was just coddling my demons. It really mm -hmm. wasn't doing anything for me. And so at first I'm like, coddling your demons? You know, like what? She's like, so I don't, I'm not really into you know, she was like saying that they're being worth for her. She don't really like believe in it. Da, da, da. Well, she has the right to her own opinion. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit told me and made me think about it. Yes, you have to be careful who you seeking the resources mm -hmm. from, because if you're going to a therapist, that's not a maybe not a believer, not Holy Ghost field. And, and not even if you're saying because one of the questions of assessment is, do you have any religion and religious belief? So even to the non-believer, somebody needs to be in their room. Like I'm, I know my ethics. I do not push my faith in my religion until my clients. Mm -hmm. But baby. The Bible is a book of resources and you don't even know that I'm quoting scriptures to you, you just because I'm not saying Jesus said, but uh -huh. I'm saying to you, since if you believe in yourself, it can be small as a mustard seed. Right. You'll be able to move mountains. She, don't know she, she got a whole Bible scripture. Exactly. So I was able to pull back from my flesh due to yeah. her comment. And the Holy Spirit was able to say she has a point, Chastity, because if you're seeking counseling from someone that's not bringing it, that Jesus into the therapy, that faith into the therapy, there is going to be some things that's not really being addressed, mm -hmm. you know? So due to me going through what I went through, you know, with depression, it, it, I was able to still find the reasoning and the purpose behind that depression and to not feel like a failure and to not be embarrassed or ashamed by it, but to know that God used that so I can emphasize even more with moms, with single moms, with, with young moms, with teen moms. Like mm -hmm. I can, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Yeah. I'm here to say that I know how it feels. I truly know how it feels, but I can help you and give you the tools and everything. But Jesus our Lord and Savior, honey, he can he can touch you in, in, in your heart in ways that therapy may not can do it because you really mm -hmm. need some some healing and, and get through some root of things that was placed there spiritually. A lot of we're fighting mm -hmm. against yeah. spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. So I think that my education and feel in therapy and my personal experience in therapy helped me to be more mindful and emotional educated because even the emotions are attached to different spiritual things. Mm -hmm. But my faith in God helped me to continue to be consistent and to not give up on myself. So it all plays a part of who I am today. Yes, I love that. And that's why after I had my last son, mm -hmm. I made sure when I came back doing the self-care coaching, I made sure to bring that faith piece in it because it's so important. Mm -hmm. You have to be in your word, know your word. Mm -hmm. So you can discern different things, you know, yes. so you are seeking therapy or just in life in general. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will be able to. Yeah. Right. I'm not feeling that. We're going to X that part out. Or even with therapy, 
there are some Christian counselors. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you prefer. You can do mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. I was seeking one, but I couldn't find one at least immediately. But right. my therapist, I don't know what her religious background is. I didn't try to dive deep into uh, all mm-hmm. that, but I did make sure that I'm not doing anything. No, I'm not yeah. doing that technique you're talking about. I mean, right. But I have I've had some friends who have told me some stuff like, yeah, my therapist want me to do X, Y, Z. And mm-hmm. it a little weird to me. And mm-hmm. um, the moral of the story, which we thought about after fact, like, yeah, a lot of times if it don't seem right, yeah, probably ain't right. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. Yeah, so, and that's you know, Different therapists had their different approaches anyway. Yeah. So those are different questions you can even ask, you know, yeah. if you are someone who you're looking into therapy mm-hmm. uh, you can you can ask those questions you know like what mm-hmm. are different techniques you use for your patients yeah because that's important because you are dealing with the trauma of people and when we think of the word trauma we just think of the big t's you know someone physically abused sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. you know soldiers at war ptsd but we don't think about little t and in therapy world we try to educate our clients on the little t's and little t's can be growing up in poverty or growing up where you didn't really get all the nutrition and food that you needed like we Mm -hmm. had food but it may not be nutrition it's probably beanies and weenies you know and there can be little teas within that, you know, knowing, seeing your, your parents not be able to pay their bills and you feeling that stress as a child because you mm-hmm. know something's going on. When you be able to see that, you know, when you go to school and you notice that other kids got more school supplies than you, you know, these kids are dressing differently than you, you know, you and you're always reminded that at school about getting teased and made fun of. And, you know, even when you come around different family members, you may notice difference between you and your cousins. And there's little teas being poured into you that's make this change in your self-esteem and how you view the world because trauma is any type of negative experience Mm -hmm. that you had that it makes you look at yourself differently. It makes you look at other people differently or from a spiritual standpoint, it makes you look at God differently. That's trauma. You've been through a traumatic experience. And a lot of times we don't think about that. You know, me always feeling like I never do nothing right at my mom. My mom always fussing at me and yelling at me. You, why ain't you wash the dishes? Why ain't you do that? You just be sitting around this house. And when I go to school, I never get the answers right. And my teacher always getting frustrated with me. And it seemed like no one's really trying to help me out. Then when I'm around my friends, they always joking and playing me. You so slow. Girl, you so stupid. Like, you can you believe that she's... Those are little teas that are being planted mm. in you. And people don't realize that. So you have to be careful who you want letting in to fix that soul part of you. Because, you know, there's a difference between the spirit and the soul. The soul yeah. holds your personality. It holds your emotions. It holds your experiences. That's a part of your, your soul. So you have to be careful who you let into your life to help you on that healing journey. So I most definitely feel like that's important. I'm not discriminating against my other colleagues, my other mental health therapists that may not be Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're not good at what they're doing. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying as faith believers, you have to be careful where you're seeking your resources from because there are different things like, you know, a lot of women is into the sage and all these different mm-hmm. crystals. You have to be careful what's being introduced to you to work on you on your spiritual realm. So that's the main message. I just want us, to, you know, to be careful. Like you said, if it don't feel right, you question it. <laughs> you may need to back up. The spirit right. may be warning you, sis. So I'm just making sure that, you know, I be careful even with my therapy and what I do, like certain things I want to bring in. I'm making sure I'm being careful here because I know that I'm I'm dealing with a sensitive part with my clients. We're going to be dealing with the child issues. Mm-hmm. And if we're dealing with that type of vulnerability, when we're looking at a child, you're sensitive. And when you're sensitive, you're going to adapt to whatever you need to adapt to to help you. 
because you're a child, you don't know better. Right. Like just because they show up to me in a grown up body, I'm hmm. dealing with some inner child issues. So I got to hmm. be sensitive. I got to be careful. And I, I, I think about all of that when I'm working with my clients. And I think that we have to be careful as well as moms because hmm. whatever we're dealing with outside, we're bringing it into our home yep. mm-hmm. and exposing it to our children. So we have to be careful. Yes, that's why we need to make sure that anything that we need to heal from, we have to be dealing with those things. Those yes. things do and will affect, you know, our loved ones if we mm-hmm. don't get it in check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we, we're not perfect people, but right. my goal is to <laughs> do my best Yes, to keep my child from having to <laughs> deal with, <laughs> with some trauma mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when they get older. And mm-hmm. definitely, hopefully not because of me. You know? right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, oh, I had nothing to do with that. Got some mommy issues. <laughs> well, it might not be a mommy issue, but because of my mother doing this. Right, you know, right. Like I said, we're not perfect, though. So no, I don't even want nobody to start like, getting like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I do want to stress like how important it is for us to take care of ourselves, to take care of our souls, that soul mm-hmm. therapy. Because it's not just affecting our lives, you know, we're yeah. affecting the lives of other people as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So just chat- like when we talked about mm-hmm. the self care, when we were able to get ourselves together, we was able to bring some joy to the house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Health and healing to all those attached to us. Yes. Yeah. So, what are some takeaways that you feel like you want the moms to take away from our conversation today regarding their mental health and, of course, their faith? I just want the moms to know that this is a journey, like we said, that you, a journey that you're going to have to continue to adjust. So you're going to have to remember that you have to be aware of what's going on. So if you continue to avoid, you continue to make excuses, you continue to justify, you continue to blame others. Like this is the reason I'm mad because my supervisor, and if we continue to go through that pathway of life, we won't get to awareness. Awareness is to say, hey, this is a pattern here. This is my third job and I'm still (laughs) unsatisfied. I'm still stressed. I'm still dealing with the same thing. So we have to be able to become self-aware of what's going on and to make those adjustments, but to know they're just adjustments and it's going to continue to be adjust as we continue to evolve in life. Yes. Thank you so much, Chastity. So before we go, you have to let our mamas know how they can stay connected with you. You talked about your boss up your faith community and podcast. Let them know how to stay connected with you. If you have anything coming up soon, let them know. Yes. So we have prayer three days a week at 7 a.m. Central in our Boss Up Your Faith community via Zoom. You can get on with us in prayer by just joining our Facebook community, Boss Up Your Faith, and just click the join link and you will get those links to our Zoom prayer lines on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings before 7 a.m. So I probably upload it by 6 50, 6.30, depends on where you live, if you're on Central Time. But yeah, so you can join us and, and really find out everything that we have going on by just being part of the Facebook group. My best friend and I, Ebony, we have our own podcast called Unapologetically Me and Christ, where you can find us wherever you get your podcast. We're also on YouTube as well. Our videos automatically pop up on YouTube. So you can listen and, and get more of these type of combos on our podcast. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Yes, and where are you at on social media? Oh, you, yes. you mentioned the community. So, <laughs> yeah, so Facebook, Boss Up Your Faith, and you can 
find the links to our podcast if you're having a hard time pulling us up. You can, if you have Instagram, just look up Unapologetically Me and Christ. And we have the link to listen to our podcast from our IG page. And I also have a Boss Up Your Faith page, which leads you to the Unapologetically Me and Christ in my bio. So you can also find me on Instagram as well under Boss Up Your Faith. All right. So Chesley, if you don't mind, because I know, girl, you know how to pray. I mean, I think that <laughs> nobody knows how to pray, but you know how to pray, pray. <laughs> pray warrior type of stuff. So if you don't mind, can you go ahead and close us out in prayer? <laughs> yes, yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together in this moment in time, Lord God. I thank you for every listener on today. I thank you for my beautiful sister Latoya, Lord God, and the platform that she has to try to bring education and self-awareness to all the moms across the world, Lord God. And we just thank you for being the forefront in the midst of it all. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to work on us and help us to become more self-aware of the things that we need to change within our lives to bring us closer to you. We know that we are created in your image, Lord God. So we know, Lord God, as long as we continue to lean on you, as long as we continue to seek you more and more of your characteristics and your personality is going to come through us. It doesn't mean that we have to just do a whole 360 and change our complete self, but it's just about us molding and it's just about us caring and it's about us nurturing ourselves to let more of you in. So we ask God that you help us to, to heal the parts of us that need to be healed, to connect us to the right people that's going to help us on this healing journey, Lord God, and continue to have your way in our lives. We thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. In Jesus' holy name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Chastity. So be sure to check out Chastity on the Unapologetically Me in Christ. I thank you. Thank you for pointing to me, and thank you for pointing to our mamas. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, mamas, until next time. Bye-bye. Take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She is the Nourish Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a mommy friend who needs to hear this message. Connect with me on social media at She is a Nourished Mom. And let me know your ahas and takeaways from this week's episode. Until next time, keep nourishing yourself, mama.